everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. First off, I want to say, uh, I want to start off by saying Merry Christmas. Today is December 25th, so we hope that you're enjoying time with you and yours, um, enjoying time together and focusing on Jesus because it is his birthday. Um, but uh, Christmas is my favorite holiday, and as a little special gift um, for you guys, uh, Daniel is actually out. That's not the gift. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's awesome. Good job. Yes. He's, he's vacationing in his lake home in the Carolinas right now with his family. Um, but uh, no, he's out to uh, go be with his family in North Carolina. And because uh, that's where he's originally from. And today we are actually joined by a couple, a uh, few special guests. So uh, that's our little Christmas present, uh, mixing things up a little bit today as we are in Revelation 21. As always, I'm joined by Michael Miller. What's up, guys? Uh, pastor Phil Nelson is here with us as well, our head pastor. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, and I know usually we don't have everybody say hey as I say their name, but just so you can hear the, the voices attached to the name. Oh, so you sorry. know who's speaking. No, no, no. I was, yeah, <laughs> you're good. Uh, Mike Brewer uh, is joining us. How we doing? He is the discipleship pastor at Tapestry Church in Cincinnati, and Spencer Robinette. What's going on, us. guys? Hey, yeah, and he is here. the head pastor at uh, Tapestry Church in Cincinnati. If you guys don't um, know Spencer and Mike, just a little little bit background, uh, a little bit of background. Uh, Mike actually uh, helped with planting the church that became Elevation Community Church. So all the way in 2008. And then uh, he moved with us. He was on the leadership team. Him and his wife, they moved to us, uh, moved with us to Blanchester in 2010 and helped us launch. And then we brought on uh, Spencer, a dear friend of the family. Uh, uh, his dad has been uh, my mentor and coach for years. And uh, Spencer became our youth pastor yeah. for several years. Yeah. And then when he uh, moved on to plant tapestry in Cincinnati, we kicked Mike out. And right. oh oh no, Mike <laughs> felt called. Mike felt called uh, to Your story's different every time can, I hear it. <laughs> to go to tapestry. You can have him back if you want. Yeah, no. Oh, man. Uh, but that was, uh, harsh. That was really harsh. I love Phil it. Several <laughs> families from Elevation felt the call yeah. uh, to go with Spencer and see what God had in store. It was a cool season for us. It was cool to to feel the support that we did and continued support from you know, our family here at Elevation is just been really sweet over the past few years as we've tried to to see what God has in store for us in Cincinnati. So it's been yeah. fun. Awesome. And uh, obviously, Pastor Phil has joined us in the past multiple times, but uh, Mike and Spencer have both joined us for a podcast over the last year, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have. So welcome yeah. back, everybody. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you very much. Good to have you guys back. I think it's going to be a fun one today. Um, why, as I said, we are in Revelation 21. Um, and do you want to go ahead and set up some context for us, anybody? Michael, anybody? Usually you're the context guy. That's why I threw <laughs> your name out there. But uh, um, well, as you guys know, we've been in Revelation for a couple weeks now. Um, we're finishing up. This is the chapter before the end. And Michael, you want to give us some context, please? Sure. I mean, we're nearing the end. So this this is this is one of the coolest chapters in Revelation because <laughs> we see all this really dark and, and just really confusing stuff. And uh, we're, we're going to get to hear a little bit about the, uh, the New Jerusalem. So that should be... Really cool, really fun, and uh, and again the next chapter in, in Revelation twenty two, that's the that's more good stuff. So you, congratulations, <laughs> you've made it through all the difficult stuff. Now it's the party time. Yeah, uh, this is really the big final lead up to the big celebration in chapter twenty two, and uh, in the end, really, you know the and like I said before, the it's it's the uh, the end of the beginning hmm. because we're heading into eternity here, right? Yeah. So that's definitely not anywhere near the end. So. 
Anyway, um, all right, so that's your context, and we're just going to go ahead and jump into the Dwell app here, um, have one of those wonderful voices read us, uh, read us Revelation 21, and then we'll be right back. Here you go. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, As for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Then came one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues, and spoke to me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates, twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And the one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement which is also an angel's measurement. 
The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. All right, you guys, that is our reading from the Dwell app for Revelation 21. Um, So, gentlemen, around the table with me today, uh, what are your observations from that? Anybody have anything that just urgently sticks out first to you? It's awesome. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. That's true. It is awesome. Um, you guys were just talking a little bit about um, how big this city is supposed to be. Go into that a little bit. Yeah. So I, I forget. Brent, how many miles did we say it was? Like 180,000 or something I think crazy? It was 1,380 miles. Sure. So whatever it is. It's, according to the measurements that we're getting. Whatever it is, it's huge. It's big enough that I read stuff online about like the flat earthers. No offense to you flat earthers out there. Okay, Phil. Um, why do you, you look at me? <laughs> wow! I don't know why you looked at me. But it's big enough that there's people doing mathematical computations about how the Earth has to be flat for this big city to fit on the Earth because with the curvature of the Earth, it won't fit right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so it's big enough that the curvature of the Earth matters. But that is worldly thinking, right. of course. Yeah. Jesus, I, I like to imagine. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I like to imagine my Jesus wearing a <laughs> my eight pound six ounce baby Jesus but, sitting um, there in his manger. I like to imagine it honestly, like as weird as this is, because like uh, Mike, you were saying a minute ago, like there's been so many believers that have lived and died. There's going to be so many people in this thing. Right. Um, I like to think of it honestly. The best way I can describe it is like the tent on Harry Potter when they were at, like the Quidditch World Cup, where it's I this tiny little Potter. tent. They Sorry. walked into it, and it's like this mansion inside. Yeah, looks like a tiny tent on the outside, yeah. but so it. it it's God, man. Like there, right. it doesn't have to be the same size on the right. inside as it looks on the outside, you know. So right. anyway, and John is just explaining this the best that he can. Like right. from what he can see, he's like, "Yeah, this big cube comes down <laughs> from the sky, and it's a cube. It's it's tall and wide as it is long, and all this stuff." Yeah. So, but it's. I saw a, a video that kind of helped me put this into perspective. It showed like some of the biggest man-made things. 
like you know different different buildings and stuff and then it showed Mount Everest mm-hmm. and then and then it kind of zoomed out to show this cube and it, according to the dimensions that, that John describes right you can't even see Mount Everest Wow. By the dimensions of this thing, yeah, it is huge. I mean, it, it would look like a pimple coming out of off of the earth. Like it's 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 <laughs> humongous. A pimple. That's, that's I mean, the way I like m- to visualize. Maybe it. maybe yeah. more like a tumor. Yeah. It's even bigger than a pimple that coming off of the earth. Heavenly. Yeah, that is quite. My bad. I, I just ruined everybody's <laughs> idea of heaven. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's it's a Rubik's cube. Is that better? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody said, a Rubik's cube on a globe. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> Thank um, you, thank you for fixing it for me. <laughs> appreciate that. Um, anyway, uh, getting uh, uh, away from the size that it says that this place might be, really, like the the whole payoff, like the money piece of this whole thing to me that they mention is in verse three. Um, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God Himself will be with them as their God. Like right. to me. I don't care what else you say. Right, that's it. That's amazing because he's going to be there for us to talk to. Like I'm sitting here looking at you right now, Spencer. Like right. we can, you know, we obviously we can talk to him now, and he speaks back to us. But to be able to be in person right. with him, to look into his eyes, and to just be able to be in relationship and worship right. of him and with him, that's going to be, that's it. And that's where I'm at too. Is like when I read all of this, all of Revelation. You know, it's one. So many people like to argue whether this is realistic, whether this is just metaphor, whatever the case may be. (laughs) For me, you know, I have my opinions and stuff, but what it comes down to for me is like, I'm going to be with God for eternity. I don't don't really care what this looks like. You (laughs) know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and that's why I I try not to get, you know, so caught up in some of that stuff. But I I agree with you, uh, Brent, just resting there in verse three, just being in the presence of God for eternity. Um that's enough for me, yeah. You know, and it's kind of where I, I, I lay well, my do you at. do you think that like, just the, f- the the crazy awe and wonder of this, right? D- does it add something to like what heaven is to you? Like the fact that we can't quite describe it, and it's so right. ridiculous. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I have my opinions on on what John is is writing here, and you know, and I dream and and try and just of the, the most magical, beautiful, majestic place possible. Um, and so, yeah, I absolutely go there, you know, but at the same time, man, just being in the presence of God, yeah, yeah. that's, that's enough for me. Well, if you think, uh, especially on this incredible Christmas day, Christmas morning, evening, or maybe you're listening to this, uh, um, after Christmas day, but, um, you know, when Jesus came, he came as Emmanuel. He was called mm. Emmanuel, mm. and that was God with us. Yeah. And for thousands of years, uh, God's chosen people sought after him and pursued him, right. but never could be with God. Right. Never could. They, they were separated by sin, which, uh, which was symbolized through a curtain, uh, a veil. And um, so this coming of a Messiah, Yeshua, is a huge deal because right. it meant that God is coming to earth right. to be with man. And we couldn't understand it and process it then. But then when he died and he rose again and the disciples saw the risen Savior, right. something changed. Right. It was that glorious. And I go to that then. Okay, so what is heaven? And 
we all just said that, you know, we try to fathom in our minds and imagination, what's it going to be? What are we going to be doing? Really, when we get away from the person of heaven, we've missed it Mm. because the person of heaven is Jesus. So good. And it is his glory. uh, It is his light of heaven that it's, it's all about. Yeah. And so if Jesus is not there, if the person of Christ is not there, there's no heaven. Hmm. So where Jesus is, there is heaven. And that's why he said, I brought heaven to earth. And now when he comes again as Lord of Lords and King of Kings, he's bringing heaven once and for all to earth. Right. To the point that it's going to be new. Right. Somebody like that, shout amen. <laughs> I mean, for me, this heaven series, that that is that has been it is, okay, what are we longing for? We're right. not longing for the place. We're longing for the person. Right. Because the person is what changes everything. And it changed on the morning or the evening, whatever, whenever it was, that first Christmas, mm-hmm. when the baby took his first breath and cried, is he was becoming God with us yes. so that we could be with him right. forever. That, to me, that's revelation. Wow. I I just have to, this, what you're saying gets me excited. When I was a kid in the tradition I was brought up in, I was never excited about heaven. I looked at heaven like I'm going to die and then I'm going to just go up somewhere and be floating around somewhere and probably singing hymns forever. A naked I, Cupid? And I thought, <laughs> can you imagine? My, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> that just sounded horrible to me. And I thought, yeah. as a kid, I thought, how terrible am I that I don't want to go to heaven? I want to stay here. Hmm. And recently, as this conversation's happened more and churches like Elevation have been preaching about it, it gets me excited because I realize that we're going to be in a real city, in a real place, around real people, people, our loved ones, and we're going to be with Jesus. It's not going to be something so abstract. We don't know where we are, what we're doing. We're going to be in a physical place. And the things that I hope for now, like seeing relatives I've lost that are believers again, mm. or friends that I've lost who are believers again, that's what gets me excited. Right. Being yeah. with Jesus, who I can't see or touch right now, mm. that gets me excited. So now I have this whole fresh perspective on heaven, like, I'm going to get to be with Jesus. I'm going to be get to be with the people I've lost. And I'm not going to be in some place that's so weird. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to be in a real place on earth, on the ground with other people, living with other people in community. Yeah. I, I think that it's really important that we're doing this series. And I think that more people need to talk about heaven because you know, we, we, we preach all the time. We talk about Christianity and what it is and why we're supposed to do it. And we're like, yeah, you get to go to this really great place at the end. And it's like, okay. It's like entering a contest and being like, you know what? You should do the best that you can at this because it, there's going to be an awesome prize at the end. Well, right. what's it going to be? Ah, let's not talk about that. We're just going to, you know. Right. And it's like we should talk about it. if We know about it. Scripture tells us a lot about heaven. I think it's really important because what made me say that, Mike, is that I've spoken about it on here before. Being a worship leader, before I understood what worship was, I used to think the same thing about heaven. I was like, so I'm, I'm going to – I'm supposed to be this – good person and know Jesus and do all these things so that I can go up and for eternity just sit there and be like oh you're so great oh you're so great oh you're so great you know and it's like 
that sounds like a horrible way to spend eternity, like telling somebody how great they are all the time, but that's not what it is. Worship is being in this amazing relationship, and heaven is being in this amazing relationship right. with Jesus, with God, with the Holy Spirit for eternity. Yeah. And and once you have entered into that zone of connection with them, there's nothing better on this earth than being in intimate connection and worship and relationship with God. And that completely changed my perspective on everything. Right. That's so, so good. yeah, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, just just to add to that, what I love about that so much is that's not because of how much we love God. Right. That's yeah. because of how much God loves us. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of love I can send His way that measures up. Okay. <laughs> right. Ever since the beginning of time, when man is screwed up, God's just been like, okay, I'm gonna send people to help you. Okay, I'm gonna send you Jesus, and then ultimately, in the end, it's all about us again. Yeah. He loves us that much. Yeah. Wow. And I think just to add on top of, of that, the fact that it continues to, to say we will be without the pain, the trial, the struggle, the, the tears and the death that we experience now. I mean, it just to, to, to add another aspect of the love that God has for us and, and the life that he wants us to, to live and spend with him for eternity. Such a beautiful thing. And yeah. that's where, uh, Spencer, I, I plugged on Sunday, um, So if you weren't there on the 23rd for our Christmas Eve service, uh, definitely download that. Uh, I really talk about uh, what we long for. Mm. If we really look deep within our hearts, we long for freedom. Mm. We long for freedom from anxiety. We long to not be sick anymore. We long uh, that our friends aren't struggling with depression and dealing right. with suicide and all this stuff. We, we long to break free from the chains of, of addiction. Mm. We long to break free from our selfishness, our sin that just consumes us. And so if we can focus on what we long for, Jesus provides that right. in heaven. And so if we can just start to talk about that more and talk about, you know, you hear people when they complain and they're discouraged, it's because of all this burden of life. And that is all because of the curse of sin. And what I love is um, in 1 Corinthians 15, 22, it says, "For, for us in Adam, meaning in Genesis, all died because of sin, but through Christ all are made alive. And so understanding heaven and understanding Revelation 21 brings scripture to life in a whole new way because it is all about heaven. Jesus is not, it's not about the birth or the, the death or even the resurrection. It's about what he came to do so that we could be with him. And that's what he designed for us from the foundations of the world. Right. I'll throw something else out there, that Phil, that as you're talking about some of the difficulties in life, the, the, the stress, the depression, and I'll be transparent here. Some of the the darkest times of my life, I felt alone. Mm. I mean, no joke, I, I have been up at the altar before saying like, God, where are you? Right. I mean, have you guys ever felt that way? Absolutely. You know, where, where I feel like, you know, God, I believe that you're there, but I don't feel anything. And I've, I've even heard Phil preaching things like, you know, just throw it down at the feet of Jesus. And I'm like, I got to get past the metaphor to Jesus. Your feet aren't here. There's no, I can't throw anything at your feet. You're not in front of me. You know, so <laughs> I, I've had, I've had struggle with that and feeling alone. But guess what? Here in Revelation in chapter 21, there's something that, that really just tickles me because of this. 
we see that G, that God is described as light. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. God is described as light. We can see Him. Mm-hmm. So the, the times in this earth when I've been at the altar saying, "Where are you?" There's going to be a time when I'm going, and everywhere I look, I will see Jesus yeah. because He is the light. The, so what we see that's reflected on on everything is 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 God Himself. Mm-hmm. Right. The light that, that we can see. So all the, the beautiful, all the gold, all the emeralds, and all the stuff that we see is all reflecting the light of Christ, which I think is brilliant because you know how Revelation takes— No pun intended. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but, but, but Revelation tends to take some things uh, and make them metaphorical. But I think at this time, it takes something that we see in this life as a metaphor and makes it real right. yeah. because we're supposed to reflect— the light right. of Christ, right. right? But we don't literally reflect the light of Christ. But one day we will wow. literally reflect the light of Christ. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's so, and, and and of course, this this gets into some interesting things about what God is, because if God Himself is light, that that should blow your mind. Right. Like, what does His body look like? What is God? You know. But but I just I I just get tickled when I see this <laughs> stuff about God being light. Yeah. Yeah, and this is all. You know, as Mike, you said a minute ago, like, um, it's about how much he loves us. Like, Jesus came for us to be able to be redeemed and be able to go to heaven. But it's it's interesting because, you know, you say that and it makes me think like, yeah, because I, you know, God knows that I want to go to heaven. No, it's because he loves me so much that he wants me to be in heaven right. with him. That's a, per, that's a perspective change. But can right. I also bring up too, um, unless you had something to say. Okay. Like, okay. Um, can we talk a little bit about um, storing up treasures in heaven? Like, I just, there was, I think it was on that video you sent me, Michael, about the the size of the city and all that kind of right. stuff. But um, just about, like, so, and not for us to be honored, but to show, once again, how much God loves us. That what we do here, we're storing up treasures in heaven so that when we get to eternity, we have something amazing waiting for us outside of Jesus. Like, we, right. you know, we, we, he's preparing a place for us and we're storing up all these things. And I never really understood what storing up treasures in heaven was before until I was mentored by uh, Dennis Morris for a year. He and I met for a year. We had lunches and all that kind of stuff and he taught me so much. Um, but something as simple as, he said, man, if you're, if you're ever in a restroom, like in public or whatever, and there's paper towels on the floor, just pick those things up, put them in the trash. You don't tell anybody about them. Even those little things, it's doing things like that that are just... You know, right. you're being good. You're being an obedient servant. You're doing things for other people. You're being Christ. Storing up treasures. Storing man. up treasures. So how awesome that God loves us so much and honors us so much. Tie it into where they talk about on the wall here where the 12 disciples, they are honored right. in the 12 foundations of the wall right. in heaven. That's how much God loves us and honors us and wants us to be hmm. honored. You know, what a what a humbling thing for God to want to show us that kind of honor. I think that's awesome. And for so little reason. Does he love us (laughs) that much? It blows my mind. Yeah. Going on the, uh, um, the whole idea of God with us, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's the key. Uh, I I think too, what's so cool is, um, 21 chapter 21 ends with the same idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, verse 22. And it says, uh, I saw no temple in the city, for its temple was the Lord yeah. God Almighty mm. and the Lamb. And the city 
uh, has no need for sun or moon or shine, uh, uh, shine on it for the glory of God gives its light and the lamp is the lamb. Yeah. So God is bringing the light, but it's through his son. Right. It just goes back to Colossians where it says, you know, by him, all things were made right. yeah. and through him and for him and by him, all things hold together. But the whole idea is, is I saw no temple. Yeah. Why? And what do, what does Paul call us as believers? Temples. Mm-hmm. And so God dwelling with his people forever, there is no more temple. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just, that's incredible. Like that, <laughs> that excites me. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, God is really that amazing and majestic yeah. that it all fits and in these broken bodies, he's still dwelling in us as temples. And one day, all his temples will be together in the same city, city of heaven. And when Christ comes back, the new earth, all his temples will be there. There will not be a temple anymore because he will never have to leave. Yeah. He was, he'll, he'll always be there. That's, that's so stinking Now, cool. could you imagine, <laughs> Phil? Imagine if you were, this almost feels like, like Star Wars, right? If you're like totally in tune with the force, right? <laughs> if you were totally in tune with the, the Holy Spirit, like in an amazing way, right? what that would feel like. Mm. I feel like that, that would be a description of, of, of how God is with us in heaven. So I don't think there's going to be like this great big line to go talk to God. No. Because God is, he dwells within you. So imagine wherever you are in this large <laughs> landscape of heaven, God is with you. Right. You can have a conversation with God anytime you want because right. yeah. the Holy Spirit is with you. I mean, that's, I think that's what we're seeing here. It's, it's amazing. I think that's why it's, it is difficult when you hear people or hear yourself say, God, I don't feel you. I don't know where you are. Right. And it's just like, I've never left. Yeah. Right. I'm right here. Right. Yeah. And we just, we always just want to feel or, or sense him, which I don't think is a bad thing. And I think too, in in that respect, I think a lot of times we hinder ourselves yes. mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. experiencing that. Um, How like, so, like Spence? Ta- so, yeah. like you were talking about, as far as like the things that we long for, like the, mm-hmm. the, the no more pain and no more death, no more hurt. Um, when we f- focus on those things solely, it hinders us from God. What does the Bible say? Seek the kingdom of God first, and the rest will be given to you. So it's like if we can focus solely on the person of Jesus and God and what this, you know, eternal, beautiful place that we, that God has created for us to spend with him, um, then it allow we, it kind of allows, we allow ourselves greater opportunity to experience that now, giving us hope then for what it, it will be in reality. Mm. I just think so often we hinder ourselves for whatever reason from, uh, for whatever we feel like we should be feeling in the moment right. because of whatever humanity has brought towards us. When God says, no, just put your eyes on me, put your eyes, seek me first and the rest will be revealed and given to you. Then it's time. I don't know. I just think we, we hurt ourselves in the midst of that now. Uh, and I look forward to the day when we <laughs> won't get to do when that's, not no. a when that's yeah. right. When that's not a challenge anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And, and back, and I'll share more with my own story there because um, that's what I learned through a lot of this. I've said it before that, that Daniel and, and Brent really helped me through some of this stuff because um, 
sometimes I would get in my own way. And I think that's kind of what you're saying right. is there's times when if there's a broken relationship with you and God, you could pretty much rest assured that it's not God who's broken. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's probably you. So if you're if you're if you're not connecting with God, see, see how stupid this is. So I'm, I'm at the altar and I'm telling God, God, why are you broken? Right. And, and God's God's up there basically shaking his head, being like, you're the one who's broken, dummy. Right. You know, and so and so what I needed to do is stop is, is get out of my own way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I need there's some things I needed to work out in my own life, my own theology and different things that, that I needed to get to to rely on Jesus to right. let him fix me. Right. Instead of just thinking I have to fix everything because I was pushing myself away from God, blaming it on him the whole time. Right. Right. Yeah, and you know, there's there's something to to learn from too, where you can be connected with God, but it's gonna feel different in different seasons, mm-hmm. right. and there's a reason to that. You right. know, God God is shaping each and every single one of us into who He intends for us to be for His kingdom. Right. And if things never change, it's, if it's just strong and just hunky dory all the time with God, and and there's never any change in that at all there's not going to be a whole lot of growth. There's not going to be a lot right. of thought on our process, on our side to, to think like, you know, why, why is this happening? You know, right. or, or what do I need to change or what is God teaching me through this? Um, so there's so much of that that um, is so important to each one of our walks. Um, and, and, and just to show a quick contrast in the two, for me, my own personal experience, I go to a conference in Nashville um, each year so far since I've been here leading worship, it's called worship together. And the first year I went and it was just like, um, it, it, I don't want to say amazing because it's been amazing both times, but I was just so connected to God and he was just speaking into me and everything that people said there was a revelation to me and right. just like blowing my mind. And I came back like revved up and like, Oh, this is amazing. You know, the very next year I went to the exact same thing and it was amazing in a completely different way because I was in a season where even though I was seeking God, I didn't feel like he was there as much or, you know, I felt separated from him and there was like a, a barrier that I couldn't seem to break through and I didn't know why. Hmm. And in that time at that conference, he taught me why that was happening. He was teaching me something else and giving me a greater understanding of the kingdom and of how he works with us. Um, and when that revelation came through to me, I just, it just melted me, you know, like right. I was, you know, in worship, I was crying. I was dancing, screaming, all these different things because it made sense. I was like, thank you, God, for revealing that to me and why I was going through that. And I know that everybody doesn't get that as, as vividly as that, but there is a very important reason that we have different seasons in our lives. Yeah. And, and, and it ties into our connection with him and, and how that feels. You know, a lot right. of people get really depressed. Oh, I don't feel God. Well, sometimes there's a reason for that. Know that he is there. Trust that he is there, you know. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, he, God's given us uh, human relationships as a foreshadow of our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know a single healthy, successful relationship that is all based on feelings. Mm. Absolutely. Nor all about just being together all the time. Right. It is, it's an ebb and flow relationship. It's give and take. It's walking together. It's resting together. It's sometimes being in separate places or separate locations, but you're still thinking about each other. Right. You're still, you know, that wow. you, they're still in your life. And I think that's how God so often moves as well. It's He just, you know, like uh, our, our daughter, Emery, uh, she is uh, 16 months, and she 
absolutely hates it when we leave the room that she's in. <laughs> like she knows we're in the kitchen, but because she can't see us, she flips out. Right. And I think so often we just say, hey, Em, we're right here, baby. We're right here. And she'll calm down. And so often I think how how relatable is that to us with, you know, we just we just want God we just want to feel God. And when we don't, we start to cry and right. flip out. And God's saying, I'm right here. Right. I'm just, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. I want you to just know that I'm here. You don't always have to feel it in the way that you expect it. Yeah. So we can learn so much from our kids, can't we? I, I got a thing real quick off, off of that. Just, just an observation. Um, me and my wife, we've been in the military for a million years. I'm out, finally retired, right? Mm-hmm. But Thanks for serving, Mike. It's, it's my pleasure. Thank you for your tax dollars for my education. So, <laughs> but but we've, we've endured four deployments, right? And uh, mm. both of them, all four of them, close to a year. And we decided in each deployment, this is going to make us stronger. Because if you if you don't let it make it stronger, it will destroy you. Right. And it did. So some of the times in our in our lives that we have grown have been in the greatest absence of each other. Mm-hmm. So like what Brent was saying, there's a season. Sometimes if you don't feel God, there might be a reason and that reason might be for your own growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys trusted that you would grow together stronger and you'd be faithful and God promises it promises that to us as well he says i will never leave you i will never forsake you and those times of feeling absent are just for us to build our trust in his promises yeah yeah i've heard it said that um and i've probably shared it on this podcast before but one of the best words that i heard about seasons was you know imagine a forest in the winter time deciduous not coniferous right <laughs> uh where all the leaves fall and it's just kind of ugly in the winter time you know i don't know what those words mean <laughs> trees with leaves instead of trees with needles <laughs> um i just nod and yeah, right. no <laughs> um, i act I like i know that. what he's going to do that too but i was just like dude i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> um i don't know why i even know that from Could high you school just or because you went to leaves on it yeah uh, yeah, that's right. Because I went to Blanchester and they graduated the do. class of 1998, the best class ever. Um, by the way, Michael and I graduated together, in case you guys didn't know that. Um, but but what they were saying was about seasons. They said that trees in the wintertime, when the leaves fall off, on the surface, it's ugly. Hmm. It's cold, it's barren. But in that season, when it's ugly up top, that's when the roots are growing deeper. And that's when wow. things are restoring so that the next season is that much more bountiful Amen. as the tree grows. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, anyway, that's just one of my favorite things. I graduated with that guy. <laughs> you need to preach. Dude, that's a good <laughs> job, um, anyway, uh, so just to tie this up, because we're getting near the end of our time here, um, talking about relationship, uh, the perfect little segue feels to me like, you know, we're talking about God, we're talking about relationship with him. In this Christmas season, in the perfect time, the most connected time with your family and your friends that you have as you're gathering, take the time to enjoy and just actually just notice the connection that you have the opportunity to have with those people in your lives right now as we leave this place. So it's Christmas time. Today is Christmas. Um, If you're listening to this in the morning with your little cup of coffee around your fireplace or whatever, um, think about the people that you love that you're going to be with today. Holidays can be tough. Holidays can be like, oh, man, I got to go be in a room with all these people all day long. Flip your perspective. 
Yeah. Enjoy that time because someday there's going to be a time when those people aren't there for you to be able to connect with anymore. Yeah. Um, would anybody like to pray us out today as we finish up? Sure. Got it. Yeah, All I right. will. Thanks, Spencer. Yeah. Hmm. Father, you are so good. And you have given us so much to look forward to, as we have read here in, in Revelation, and whatever it's to look like. Uh, though in our humanity we may not understand fully uh, or, or truly ever know what you have created for us until we see you face to face, until we experience it in reality. Um, but Father, what you have given us here now uh, can be just as sweet. And you desire so so much to have a, a deep, intimate relationship with each and every one of us. Where we may experience seasons of up and down, uh, even in relationship with you. But Father, you desire to grow us, to mold us into the, the people you want us to be. Uh, and, and, and in the midst of that, have given us such hope and such beauty to look forward to. Um, and I don't know, for me, uh, in the midst of, of this season of life, in the midst of this, uh, this, this holiday and, and today being Christmas, um, there's so many things that, that can grab our attention, that can steal our attention, that can steal our joy. Uh, yet this is the season where we celebrate Emmanuel. This is the season where we celebrate you with us now. Um, and I just pray that that would be our focus that that would be our, our, our sense of joy, our foundation of joy and comfort, that as we spend time with, with friends and family, uh, we just experience uh, just an overwhelming sense of your presence. And so, Father, as we... Um, I, I just I thank you for this time. I thank you for these brothers here that uh, invited us to be a part of this this conversation today, and I pray that you would uh, use uh, this podcast, that you would use this time uh, to continue to reveal just a newness of who you are, uh, a greater depth of your love to anyone and everyone who is listening to this. Um, Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you for being uh, our foundation, and uh, we just pray that you would just continue to love on us. Um, as we've mentioned today, it's it's all about the love you have for us. We can give you so little in comparison to the love that you have for us. So would we rest in that? We love you, Father. And we pray all of this in the incredible name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Guys, uh, Phil, of course, always, thank you for joining us. Uh, Mike Spencer, thank you yes. so much for being here today. Yes, so um, want to so plug good. these guys real quick. They actually have their own podcast that they do periodically. Tell us again, Spencer or Mike, what, uh, what, how do they search that on iTunes? Uh, or tapestry, on any platform? Yeah, iTunes, SoundCloud, um, Tapestry Cincinnati. Um, it's not Tapestry Church. You have to type in Tapestry Cincinnati, and okay. it'll pop up. I think the logo is black with tapestry cincinnati in the middle in white letters <laughs> okay so that's it and what's the content of your podcast do you just kind of themes or yes yeah, sim similar to what you do here uh we run our uh, kind of the discipleship of our church in seasons and so whatever sort of the theme of that season is is kind of what the topic of discussion is uh, all based in scripture um but yeah that's very similar to what what you might hear here okay 
Well, guys, thanks again for joining us. Uh, if you're listening today, thank you for listening, uh, whether it's Christmas Day or beyond. Okay. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, tune into our conversations. And as always, we pray that this blesses you, helps you learn, helps you grow as much as it does us. Because, man, this is just an awesome time for us each week that we learn yeah. and we help teach each other, obviously, from our experiences and all that kind of stuff. But letting the Holy Spirit move and just helping us understand the kingdom. So as you go out and as you go into your Christmas holiday, into New Year's, uh, we ask one that just uh, you be safe, you be careful, but you go out and you love on others. You love on your family, on your friends, on people that you don't know, on your family in the kingdom. Let that light reflect off of you. Let the light of Jesus shine through you and let the love of Jesus move through you. So guys, we hope that you have a great holiday and we'll talk to you next time.